Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. All of the PSI classes are designed to support you in your own personal transformation as you create the life of your dreams. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to PSISeminars.com. There you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's PSISeminars.com. Now, our topic for the call tonight is the first day, last day concept from the PSI Basic. We do have hundreds of people on the line this evening and we'll be answering some questions. And first, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. For our final call of 2013, we have a very special guest, Jane Wilhite. She is the co-founder of PSI Seminars and a pioneer in the human potential movement. Jane and her husband, Tom Wilhite, founded PSI Seminars in 1973. Tom passed away 10 years later, and Jane took the helm at PSI. Since then, she has become a trusted advisor to many experts in personal growth. She is the CEO of the longest-running personal development company of its kind in the country, and for over 40 years, she has been a thought leader in the self-improvement industry. Jane, are you with us? Good evening, everybody. It's so nice to be on this call, and it's so exciting to talk about a concept that lives in my life and lives with me every single day of my life. Um, first day, last day, I heard this first from Thomas, and um, he it changed his life the first time that he heard it, and it's changed the lives of thousands of people. So we're going to talk about that this evening, and I'm going to have a little help. Because I came to Psy7 tonight, where I've got all this, the people at Psy7, Rob Rowe, we've got Kathy Quinlan, we've got Gary Perez, Karina's here, and, you know, I've got a lot of people here, so we're going to talk about how first day, last day works in our life, and what we can share with you about work, because it's worked for a long time. So the first person up tonight is Mr. Rob Rowe. Good evening. Stop talking, stop talking, as we say. Tonight's about first day, last day, and we're um, sitting here talking about how it's been effective in our lives, and Kathy and I have been reflective on how we bring it into our lives kind of on a daily basis. I look at first day, last day, realistically, as this. First day is always the excitement thing. Whenever you're looking at the first time you're going to do something, or the first thing you're going to do, you always bring a certain excitement to it because you're making up stuff of what can happen. It's a magical element, and that magical element always makes life fun. And so when I'm working with my life, especially when it comes to classes, when it comes to doing things within my life, I always bring that element. What's magical? What can be fun about what's taking place right now? Whether it's a person, whether it's a situation, or whether it's a class, I'm always looking for that aspect of what is new? What is different? What is the most magical, exciting thing that takes place? When I bring last day into it, last day to me is pretty simple. 
It's not about a regretful memory. Basically, it's a reflective, enriching thought. It's a re- it brings an element to the moment that makes it powerful, three-dimensional, meaningful. This moment is a defining moment in my life. And so whether I'm in the supermarket just doing normal things, you know, buying groceries, or whether I'm out with my wife, or whether I'm out playing golf, I'm reflecting on these moments going, these are the finer moments. These are my moments. These are the moments that I have put my life into. And so I bring that sacred into everydayness, whether it comes to working with classes, with people. And so first day, last day is a magical, fun, enriching, reflective moments in each and every moment. Um, I wish I was saying I was great at it each and every time I do it, but the reality is I'm constantly a student like you and bringing it as best I can in each and every situation I can. But what it does with my life, it truly, truly switches it around to where there is no everyday event. Everything is new. There is no mundane. The sacred is always present. There is nothing of that nature. All the reality is this. We can actually bring an enriching, reflective, powerful moment into each and every moment, whether we're driving on to work, whether we're doing something we've done a thousand times before, whether we're playing, whether we're watching, whether we're reading. These moments make up our lives, and our life truly is ultimately a first-day, last-day event. But practically, that's how I do it. I make it fun, I make it magical, and I make it enriching. And that's how I live out my first day, last day. And i got Kathy here. She is saying, hey, she's next in line. So Kathy's got a few things to say about first day, last day. Uh, she has been our basic instructor. She works with our Psy7 department. She also is Miss WLS, working with WLS. She's been in the company for many, many years, since 1989. She's been integral when it comes to the outreach programs of Psy Seminars, especially when it comes to our Camp Choice and Operation Dream programs. She's a phenomenal woman, and she's a great boss and an actual, ex- excellent human being. And I want to introduce you to Kathy Quinlan Press. Rob has a new hairdo. Oh, really? Yeah, Rob has a new hairdo for Christmas. Oh, do we have a picture? For the holidays. For the holidays. Okay, so I'm so thrilled to be on this call with everyone, especially at this time of year. And I just, when Jane was telling me that she was going to do this call tonight, I was excited because um, to me, first day, last day is everything that it's one of the most critical anchors of the basic seminar. Now, for all of you that have been in the basic seminar, the key to first day, last day is last day. And how do we live every day as if it is our last day? And when I think about that, I really believe that I want to go to bed every night, and when I put my head on the pillow, I want to be proud of who I was that day. And That means how I was with my husband, that how I was with my kids, how I was with my friends, how I was with my family, how I were with the students in my classes and the peop- and everyone, and what kind of difference did I make that day. Now, is it every single day that I'm really proud of what I did? But <clears throat> not always. However, I'm grateful that I just I got a second chance the next day. And so when I thought about what we were actually talking about tonight, I just and especially at this time of year, I just believe that the holidays, you know, we were talking about today, all of us, is the holidays either bring out the best or the worst in people. And when I think about here we are, we are going into the holidays. And if we all could walk into the holidays with, oh, my gosh, what if this is the last one? How would I really be different? And how would I really treat everyone in my life? 
And if we take it even beyond the holidays, but to every day of our life, like every day we're waking up and it's like, oh my gosh, I open my eyes and I get to breathe today. So what, what can I be grateful for? What can I be thankful for? And what is my contribution today? And my contribution may be how I'm treating every single person that day and how I'm treating myself. And so for all the people that are listening out there, I hope you remember that there are no guarantees. And I guess if that is one thing that I learned when I sat in the basic seminar for the very first time, holy Toledo, a lot of years ago, um, you know, almost 28 years ago, actually. And when I sat in the basic seminar and I heard first day, last day, I started to remember all the things that I had taken for granted and all the things that it was time I started to let those people and those moments they, that for them to know how grateful I am that they're actually in my life. And so for all of you that are out there, I hope that you use this month and the beginning of 2014 to like, what are you grateful for? And what if today was the last day? And what if when you wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, so regardless of what happened yesterday, today is a brand new day, like clean slate. I mean, in every single one of our classes that we do, that's all what it's about. It's about this is a new slate. you got a new page. So what are you going to write? You're the author. And so last day is, guess what? You're the author. And at the end of the day, you just wrote that page. And so what's tomorrow going to be? For everybody that's listening tonight, what's tomorrow going to be for you? And when you put your head on the pillow tonight, maybe quite possibly when you get off the phone tonight, you go, you know what? I need to call that person. You know what? I need to go take care of this. Because what if tomorrow morning you wake up? God forbid you don't wake up, but what if you don't? And so let's, what would life be like if we actually didn't have any regrets? What if we weren't worried about what's going to happen tomorrow that what's, and we didn't worry about what didn't happen yesterday, that we were actually here in this moment? And you bring that moment and being in the moment into the holidays with your friends and families, what could be possible. So I'm grateful that I got to be on this call, and I'm most grateful that uh, Jane decided to come by and visit us here at Site 7. So it's very ex exciting, especially for this evening, as everyone that uh, is on the call knows what a big night Tuesday night is at Site 7. So keep doing the great work. Keep making a difference on this planet. Keep putting, putting people in the basic. And by all means, come back into the basic and re-audit. As Mr. Wilhite would always say, is the basic is actually the advanced course. So I look forward to seeing all of you and hearing all the great wins in your life. Oh, my gosh. And now there's somebody else that is here this evening with us. And holy Toledo. It is actually my husband. He's here this week with us at Site 7. So I am honored to be able to actually introduce my husband, Mr. Gary Perez, that only to little, he took the basic a long time ago and is clearly uh, an example of this work and definitely lives each day like, okay, let's make something happen. And so I am honored to hand this to my honey butt. Here you go. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I am so, so feeling so privileged to be on this call. Um, first day, last day. Well, what I think of and how I use it in my life is I'm reminded of the passing of my father. And it came unexpected, but yet 
although he lived to the age of 94, it came rather, rather quickly, and, and how time passes so quickly. And what is cool about it is when he passed away, I remember the eulogy and him and of, of who he is as a man and how he stood for other people. And the legacy that he left behind was he chronicled the history of the Filipinos that first came to the United States. And I'm reminded of here's a man who lived his life to the fullest and also left a, a mark, his legacy. And so I'm reminded that my last day is going to be coming. And am I living my life to the fullest? Am I being present? Am I, am I making the difference that I know in my heart of hearts that's what I want to do? First day, I live it from, you know, we always look and we go, well, there's no redos. Well, there are no redos, but we do have this moment to rewrite what it is that we want to create in our lives. And so out of the reminder of the legacy that I want to leave behind, I'm also looking into the moment and going, okay, what I choose to do right now is going to cause my future. I have complete control over my future based on the choices and decisions that I'm making right now in this moment. Now, if I lived my life as if there were no past and this is the only moment that I have to cause my future life, which is that of making a difference and a legacy, then I know that I'm on the right track. What concerns me is there are times that I'm very unconscious to that. But because of the events that have occurred in my life, I'm, it takes me back to that, to become conscious and to choose from that place that this moment does matter whether it's for me or for my future or for the people around me. So with the holidays coming, I'm sure that we're all aware of what those holidays mean, and it means something different for everybody, but it's always a time of joy for us. And it's a time when I know that, okay, I don't know if I'm going to see these people because there have been people that I have spent the last Christmas with. So how do I want to be with those people? And so... In closing, I just want to say it's it's living an exciting life when I live from that place. It's living a full life when I live from first day and last day. And constantly reminding myself that there is much more possible based on how I'm being right now. And if I lived my life as if there was this was the last day, or if I lived my life as if it's the first day. So thanks for taking up time and spending some time with us and hold on I'm going to introduce Corrine Borzon and Corrine is uh, I love working with her she's got this this perkiness around about her and this high energy and she's always a joy to work with and uh, she's been up here at site 7 with us this week and I just love the team that we create when we work together so, without further ado, Corrine Borzone. Hi, everybody. I'm Corrine. And I understand that what we're talking about on this call is first day, last day. And so, for me, it's kind of twofold. It's like um, I think about Christmas, 
And uh, my grandfather's no longer, you know, in this world, right? And what I think about and remember about uh, him is how I always felt when I was with him. And so I think about, like, if I had to put some definition around what last day means to me, it's how do people feel when they're around me and vice versa, you know? And uh, so certainly have some moments that I'm not so proud of and definitely grateful that I'm aware of them now and get to actually talk on this phone to all of you about it, you know? The second part of that, uh, for sure, for me is around forgiveness. And um, I remember way back a time ago when I was actually here on this ranch taking this class called Psy 7. Uh, there was a woman named Ernestine Fisher who actually said to me, uh, do you want to be right or do you want to be alone for the rest of your life? So what I discovered for myself is that being right is really pretty lonely. You know, not a lot of people like being around me when I'm right or being right. And that it's so much more fun to be in the world with people. And so, you know, like when I re- if I had to put one word around first day, last day, for me it's relationships. It's being in relationships with people. And that that becomes more important than everything else, than being right about being right, than looking good, all of that stuff. I'm so excited that the holidays are coming up because if I had to use Christmas um, as the beginning of my new year, it's been a pretty tremendous year. And so, like, if you all haven't gotten to size 7 yet, I'm so excited for you to get here. (laughs) It's Christmas on the ranch right now. Like, I'm so excited for all of you guys to get here and experience yourself in first day, last day in a whole new and different way. Um, Merry Christmas to all of you. And, like, I want to see you soon. Hey, listen, they were good, weren't they? Were they good or what? They were great. They were awesome. I'm so glad you were able to get all of them on the call. Yeah, well, you know, we'll do it again, too. I like it with all of them on it. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't that wonderful to hear from them? And they're, you know, all running around, and I kind of said, you don't eat unless you get on this phone call, so... I'm so glad that you got to hear from Kathy and Gary and Rob and Karina. I'm so glad you got to hear from them. You know, um, Kat, there's some questions that were asked beforehand. Can you uh, can you tell me what some of those questions were? Because I don't have a computer in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. We have a handful of questions here. Uh, the first one comes from a gal in Tucson. And she wants to know, how do I go about achieving a rather large goal without losing stamina? You know, such as getting the career of my dreams or losing a large amount of weight. You know, how how do I go about that? So I'm going to pass this off to Kathy Quinlan, who's in the middle of eating something. So come over here, Kathy. What was the, what's the question? How do I go about achieving a rather large goal without losing stamina, such as getting the career of my dreams or losing a large amount of weight? It's like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So the one thing that will always keep us going is our why. Like, why did we even put that down? And to always remember we're going to have dips. And the dips are our growth, and the dips are learning processes. And there is, we never are faced with an obstacle that we cannot overcome. It just doesn't work like that. 
And so when you think you have a block, you really don't have a block. It's there because it's like, okay, great. There's something for me to learn. What do I got to learn here? And use screen of the mind. Keep seeing the picture so that you honestly are personally invested in what you want to create for yourself. Because otherwise it's just going to become a to-do. Always go back to the basic. Absolutely. That's great. Okay. So let's go to the next one. So the next question I have from a gentleman in Las Vegas. He wants to know, how can you continuously be in the positive in the moment thinking? It's an everyday struggle for me, and I haven't known how to do it for so long. Since the basic, I learned about the positive thought process, and I just keep slipping into the old way of thinking. So how do I stay positive? So I'm going to ask them, Kareem, how do you stay positive? How do you stay positive every day? No, just give me an answer. I surround myself with positive people. She surrounds herself with positive people. Kathy Quinlan, how do you stay positive when it's hard? Immediately put up, call somebody up. Oh, she immediately calls somebody up that, that will hold me to the highest. That will hold her the highest part of her. Okay. All right, Gary. Mhm. Hold on. Come on over here. How I stay positive is that when I come into a challenge. Um, I know that that challenge is necessary to move to that next level in my life. Another way to put it is millionaires have millionaire problems, but they didn't learn to solve those millionaire problems until they solved the $5,000, $50,000, $500,000 problem. So I always invite that next obstacle, that next opportunity, because that is the only place where I can grow. It's the only opportunity that I can expand who I am because each time I do that, I get that nothing's bigger than me. Wow. I, you know, look at this talent that I have here. I tell you, this is something. Okay, next question. Next question. Uh, she wants to know, what do you do when events beyond your control ruin your life? All right, Rob, next one. Next question. What do you do when events beyond your control ruin your life? Um, when events beyond my control ruin my life. Okay. Um, first off, if I'm in responsibility training, um, the ruining of my life really is up to me whether it's ruined or not. And so events, major events I don't have control over, i.e. the economy at the moment, it's not so much how the event takes place. The character of a man is how you respond to those particular events and then bring your training to those events. And so my life is never truly ruined. It goes through a challenge, and through that challenge, I know I'll be enriched. I know things will take place. If I bring my first day, last day principles, I'll look for the magic in it. There's never things, and nothing has been so terrible. My mom died two years ago, and it was a great experience. Our family grew closer because of it. Uh, my dad has had some serious ailments this year. It's a huge event. I have no control over that. But yet working with him, talking with him, my sister and I have become closer, and my dad and I have had a connection we never have had before. Um, when it comes to even larger events, like when it comes to the economy and dealing with uh, less finances or working with the minimal finances that I've had to work with for the, for the years, it's taught me to become more prudent. I've actually looked how to have more fun in areas I never thought to have fun in before. 
Um, I derive a lot more meaning from reading things, from being involved with people, um, from doing some simple things like playing pool at a friend's house or playing cards or being engaged in things I would not normally be engaged in where generally I would spend a lot of money to go out and go someplace. And so the point is is that I don't think I'll allow my life to ever be ruined. It's got to be, it would have to be, I can't think of an event that would do that. Uh, I think I'm the kind of guy that would basically try to figure out why this is fun, why is it happening, and where, where do I, how will I become a better person because of it and move forward from that place. Uh, so uh, she has a follow-up question, a second question. Okay. Why is it that we know a lot of things, but we don't always act on that knowledge? Okay, that's sort of twofold. Um, one is just because we have knowledge of something we think we know. And just because we have a knowledge of something doesn't actually really mean we know. Tom used to always say, you know that you know something because you actually digest it and you actually act upon it. And so to think that you know something or to have something memorized just means you have a cursory understanding of a particular principle. So until a life experience takes place where you have to actually act on that, then you will only then get feedback on how much, how much of that you actually do know. Now the problem is how is it we know so much stuff we can't seem to implement it whenever we want to? Because I think that we can only, it's like when the teacher, when the when student is ready, the teacher appears. And that's what I've noticed in my life. Suddenly, I seem to know a lot, but a situation will take place. And all of a sudden, I must call upon knowledge that I've memorized somewhere in a book or somewhere in something else or listened somewhere and wrote down. And for the first time in my life, I actually had to apply it to a particular issue in a particular situation. Then, truly, the teacher has arrived when the student was ready. My life was ready for me to actually hear this and implement it to where now I'll act on it forever from here on and so forth versus just having a memorization of it. The fallacy in our culture to think because I can memorize or wrote understand things that I actually implement them. Truly, they can only be implemented through life experiences. Hence, we always have to be alive and involved and engaged in our world at whatever levels. Hence, it's one of the reasons I do what I do. I have the greatest job on the planet. I have to implement the stuff every time I walk into a room and every time I work with humanity and people. Because I'm working with their dreams and their goals and their realities. And in so doing, I'm working with my dreams, goals, and realities. And so constantly I'm having an opportunity to integrate things that I would not always integrate. So I'm constantly in a seminar, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Okay. That's great. That is so great. What's the next one? Next one is, when I start to wish I would have done something sooner, what is a good mental technique to halt the coulda, shoulda, wouldas and make the most of right now? Come over here, Corinne. Corinne's going to answer it. Hi. Hi. Okay, what's the question again? So the question is... uh, from uh, Yuba City here, and the question is, when I start to wish I would have done something sooner, what is a good mental technique to halt the coulda, shoulda, wouldas and make the most of right now? Okay, so this is Corrine again. Hi, everybody. Well, I think so for sure is the first thing is do not remain there. Do not remain in I coulda, shoulda, woulda, because all that's going to do is keep you in I coulda, shoulda, woulda. I mean, when I heard the question, honestly, I was like, come to size seven. Really, that's like come to size seven because it's the look, see, and move seminar. And so it's always taking action. So action will get you out of the coulda, shoulda, woulda, whatever that action is, and moving forward. So one of the things that you can do also is utilize the I am concept. 
So I am the opposite of the coulda, shoulda, woulda. And here's Rob. We'll, we'll tag team on this one. So the I am idea is simply, it's, it's a very great little uh, technique to implement things like this. Coulda, woulda, shoulda basically is you're second guessing, have you done enough or are you enough? And so the question that's happening underneath is, am I enough? And so the way you actually, one of the ways that I, per se, is to say, no, I am enough. I am worthy. I belong here. Because whenever I go to coulda, shoulda, woulda, I'm second-guessing my actions because I'm fearful that I didn't do enough. But the truth is, whatever I've done is enough. And so as long as I do the I am with that, I come from that. The second one I deal with is also, again, we've got to go to first day, last day. First day, last day is a great, very great thought process. Because when you deal with first day, last day, if today were your last day, if it were the Camus moment, and this were the last opportunity to be alive on the planet, would you really truly be reflecting on what you could have, should have, would have done? Or would you not be actually in a deep reflection and enriching of what you have done, who you are, and how you've implemented to make things happen? And so it's a simple idea. I believe when we're in woulda, coulda, shoulda, check in and notice you're being parented by your mom or dad, and you're coming up less than. And the way you actually look at it is parent yourself. No, I am enough. I am enough. What I have done is enough. What's the next question? Gary, this is you. Okay, ask the question. This question is from a gal in New York, and she wants to know, how do I pursue a big project or dream, something that has never been done before with limited resources and contacts? How do I get unstuck so I can begin? Well... I believe that any project begins with the belief that it is possible. So that she's got to see the end result. If it's vague and fuzzy, then she's just going to create vague and fuzzy results. The one thing that I know that gets a project going is to get going, meaning you start taking action. You start doing your due diligence. Uh, you get to a place where you believe that the end result is possible. Based on the question, she doesn't even believe that it is possible. Or she sees the possibility in it, but is also de has al already decided on how it's going to turn out. In doing so, by taking action, by doing your due diligence, you start to uncover the network that's available to you to take on this massive project. Now, one of the things that I do know that when you're taking on something of great size, it's going to take enrollment, meaning I can't do this myself. And if there's something that one thing that I've learned from this work is that it requires tapping into other resources and other people. That will happen as the person is in momentum and is moving towards their vision. But until they take action, they're going to be paralyzed by analysis. Does that answer the question? Yeah, and do you have maybe some good tools for you know, in my mind, when somebody gets stuck and they're not going because they're they're not even able to begin, it's because they are already thinking of all the obstacles before they start. So maybe some an exercise around solutions and being solution oriented. Well, one of the things that I found, and it comes from Mark Victor Hansen, and what he said: Are you being pushed by pain or being pulled by vision? Now, if we look at the things that we've created in our life, it's because those things were things that we saw as real and we believed in them. So we've got to get to that place first. In other words, it's like um, here's the process that, you, that people have gone through, that I've gone through, that you've gone through. 
anything that we've created, if we take a look at something that is simple, we believed it to be so first. We, in other words, we created the reality in our mind, then we created the actuality. So we created it twice. So that's the first step. She, whoever, whatever this project is, you've got to get down to specifics. And so the only way to start broadening your network is by taking action. And in, in that action, you will start uncovering resources. When I took on my first business, the first thing I went to do is going, okay, so what legally do I need, business permits and so forth? That whole process is a learning process. I then went from legal to, okay, so how much money can I make from this? And what will my overhead be? So all these little questions that I ask about it are also the possibilities where I get to learn and create network because of the people that I talk to. How's that for an answer? Cool. Okay. Is there another one? Yes. Next question is, how can we show compassion towards others when we disagree with their lifestyle choices? I would love to take that, uh, that question. And this is Kathy Quinlan Perez again. And so how do I have compassion for someone that I don't really agree with their lifestyle? I would say the first thing is that... Um, that first of all is that human beings are human beings. And so every time that we start to look at somebody else and we have judgment is the first place is, is really we're having judgment on ourselves. And every time that we stop to and we don't let ourselves feel compassion or empathy or we just are completely unwilling to forgive someone, actually what we've done is we've closed the door to our future. Because the truth is, is that all those feelings, all those emotions that we hang on to about other people, they're living their life. They're doing what they want to do. They're creating what it is that they want to create. And so that though there might be a lot of disagreement, there's a huge price that's being paid. And I'm going to say the price that's being paid is our future. And so if there's a part to like go, okay, so if it wasn't about the lifestyle and I really looked at this person as they were brought into this world the same as me, and they have the exact same values and the same qualities that I was brought into this world with, that they were brought into this world with, and I actually start to see that there is um, a commonality. You know, uh, again, back to the basic seminar when we do two-island analogy, that on the outside we look so different and we look like we are completely disconnected, but as you peel back the layers, just like as we look at the two islands, and we actually start to see that we really are connected. And so what we're putting out, guess what? It's going to come back. It just never said from the same source. And so if you ha are having these feelings, I'm going to suggest to start to look at a much bigger picture of the price that you're actually paying in your life for holding on to those feelings. And maybe it's time to start to take the high road and wish them well about what's possible. So here's Rob again. Uh, how do you have compassion for someone who has different lifestyle choices than you? I think first and foremost, you have to realize that your lifestyle choices are all based off beliefs that have no foundation to them. They're merely there because you believe in them. There's no proof of a God. There's no proof of an inner God. There's no proof of anything that you think you're believing in. You're just believing in it because it has been the culmination of your beliefs. 
That being the case, your lifestyle is derived from those bases of beliefs. This other person's lifestyle is also derived from beliefs that have no basis to them when it comes to foundations. It's their belief system. And so as you have compassion for how you're living your life, the idea is to extend compassion to those around you because they're just doing the best they can based on the beliefs that they have developed. Even when we're coming into the holiday seasons now, we have a culmination of different beliefs all coming in together, and we're trying to come to decide how do we ultimately deal with it, and we ultimately deal with it saying it's all based off of love. And the truth is we're all doing our best to love one another and making a difference on the planet as best we can. And so that's what we believe about most people on the planet. And so in this holiday time is acceptance, forgiveness, love is all based on you believing that in so doing, You'll be enriching your life. You'll be giving, bringing first day, last day, and in each and every moment that you exist. And so, allowing yourself to live out versus having to figure out or think out, but be in a moment and come from a place of compassion. So with that said, I'm wishing you all a happy holidays. And I'm going to put one of the best women I know back on the phone, J.C. Wilhite. Hello, hello. We still have a couple Listen more to... questions. Go ahead. Uh, the question is, I have several people in my family that I really want to have do the basic, especially as we're coming into the holidays. What is the best way for me to talk to them about the class? Oh, that's Kathy's question. I think that walking into the holiday season and, of course, as graduates, we want the people in our lives to be doing the basic seminar. And for all the people that have never done the basic seminar, all I'm going to ask that you think about this holiday season is what is it that you want more, better, different in your life? And that we're coming to the end of a year, and what could be possible in 2014 if you just actually gave yourself the gift of the basic seminar to actually spend some time with you? and examining where you are in your life, where you want to go, and what is it you really want to create in your life. Because everything that we are doing in our classes is all about how we think. But we'll never know how we think until we actually take time out of our lives to examine what it is we are thinking. And for all of you that are going out and being with people that are graduates, be the work. And the work meaning having the compassion and allowing yourself to really connect with people regardless of the differences, is that make it a much bigger picture. And if we even go back to what we were talking about originally, as this whole call is all about, is first day, last day. And if it really was our last day, are we living it to the fullest? And if we have that gift of having the next day and the next day and the next day, then why not invest in yourself in being in the basic seminar to make every day that possibility? So there's one more question um, from L.A. here. She wants to know, or he wants to know, sometimes I feel like I'm spinning my wheels or going through the motions. Why is it so difficult for me to decide what it is I want to do with my life? I think that sometimes all of us feel like, oh my gosh, what am I really doing with my life? And we question. And... That's just really a great question to ask yourself is like, why would you let yourself keep getting confused and keep questioning yourself? Is that so today, here's your day. So what is 
what are you going to create today? So it sounds to me like the the person that's asking this question definitely is carrying around a big hammer and beating themselves up on the things that they didn't do, they should have done, and, oh, my gosh, it's never enough. But how about if it's like, okay, today's the day I, I got. I got this next hour, and I'm bringing everything I got, and here's what I'm going to get accomplished. You know, sometimes we let ourselves get so overwhelmed with these big, huge, gigantic things, and it's like, you know, the the old saying of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And so how about is, wow, what if you just started to give yourself permission to enjoy what it is you're doing right now? I don't care if you are, you know, serving the best cup of coffee at Starbucks or you are managing a multimillionaire's money. That whatever it is that you are doing, whatever you're part of, that you bring the best of you to that. Okay. Hey, it's Rob Rowe again. And um, sometimes you feel like you're spinning your wheels and trying to figure out why is it so hard for you to decide what to do with your life. Part of the situation is that what you're experiencing is totally normal for every one of us as a human being. Being feeling a sense of dis- disharmony, unfulfillment, um, discomfort, what happens with us is it brings us to a place where we'll actually try to bring equilibrium, balance, and exceptionality to situations. And so part of that's just being natural, being human. You're looking for a little bit more. Having a trouble figuring out what you want to do with your life, I think it's a general process that we're dealing with, I think, with a lot of people in our world, is that it's very, very difficult for us to commit to anything and things. It's very difficult to just commit to a lifestyle or commit to a person or commit to a situation. And so if I were you, I'd start looking at what are my commitments? What truly do I find myself committed to? Am I committed to a church? Am I committed to God? Am I committed to a relationship? And how is that commitment working out? Am I actually fulfilling the commitment, or do I find myself violating the commitment? And if so, that means I'm truly not actually committed to anything yet. And so if that's the case, get yourself committed to something. Whether it's to a person, committed to actually living a life with them, enriching you both, or whether it's your God, or whether it's living out for a purpose, inner-city work, Finding something of which you commit to, something bigger than you that will bring meaning to your life on an each and every day basis. And then I guarantee you, once you allow yourself to commit, it won't be but a year or so now, you'll begin to feel similar energies that you're feeling because that means now it's time to move up again. It's constantly broadening and making things bigger, bigger, and better. And so don't be disheartened by the feelings. Don't be disheartened by the lack of direction. Just know that's feedback from your world saying, time to step up. Time to allow yourself to get committed to something, to some situation, and then get committed. It sounds simple and it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, I've watched it work in my life over and over again. I think I commit or I think I'm involved, but the truth is I'm not. I'm just being it or doing it from a convenience place. But when I'm committed, that means I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make something happen, whether it be bringing food to um, the elderly, which is in our area, one of the things I was doing, or running for office. I ran for the office in one of our areas, and I truly committed, and I lost, which is a really weird thing for me. But in so doing, my life was changed. And so check out your commitments. Find out if you're committed to something, and if you're not, get yourself committed. It's what brings vitality to your everyday life. Commitment is highly significant for us as human beings. We should not shy away. We should actually run to and embrace. And so practically, that's what I would say. 
Oh, you know, that actually ties in very well to this next question, which is somewhat similar. Um, she says that she procrastinates a lot. She swings between having no motivation and being very powerful and inspiring and wants to know how she can be motivated and interested in all things again. Okay, how do you be motivated and interested in all things again? I would say what's happened is that in your world for a long time, you were a kick-it-make-it-happen type of person, and you did it because you were getting a lot of valid feedback from people around you. And because of which, now what's happened in your world is that you find yourself doing things not necessarily because you want to do them, but now you're doing it because you feel like you have to. You have to to please others or you have to to do something to fulfill other people's lives. And the difficulty is very difficult for us to be embracing and excited about doing an event that comes from a have-to. And so one is start weeding out the have-tos and realize, why am I actually doing this? You will not procrastinate or put off something that you really want. If you were committed to making yourself happy as you are to making others happy, you would find yourself deriving a great deal more happiness in each and everything you do. And so I would say what's weeded into your life a little bit, or you need to start weeding out of your life, what's crept in, is you're now doing things for performance and have-tos. You're trying to become something for other people as opposed to doing it because you want to. Whenever you do things from want to, you will find procrastination fades away because there is no reason for you to hold off. You'll find yourself engaged in the activities, waking up brighter, being more excited, because you'll derive true value from the actions that you're taking. The truth of the matter is that as human beings, there are a few things that we actually, I believe, surrender to as have-tos, but not as many as we've fallen into. And so if you are in a situation where you're in a lot of have-tos, you've got to start looking at, your, at them and look at, as opposed to why do I have to do this? But why would I want to do this? Why would I want to actually engage in this particular activity? It may not be for the immediate outcome of it, but it means what that immediate outcome will mean to you. Make more money, become happier, feel more productive. And so moving your have-tos into want-tos, that's another significant factor for human beings. Being able to take something that we feel like we have to do and actually looking at it and seeing it from a place of why do I want to? In other words, why volitionally do I want to be engaged in this? Once again, procrastination will fade away, and you'll find yourself truly getting engaged in what it is you're doing. How's that sound? That's great. Do you have okay. any um, any point you'd like to leave people with on uh, first day, last day before Jane comes back on? Okay. So it all kind of wraps up in this idea of first day, last day. First day, last day is the energy by which we live out our lives. It's what makes life worth living. It's what brings the value to your life. In culmination of first day, last day, the first day of it is the excitement of it. It's the new date, the first day on the job, the first time you're actually engaged in something. That has excitement and it has the miraculous, the magical, the unexpected. That's where life is truly fun, when the unexpected takes place and you know that you're enough to handle it. You can bring that to each and every moment of your life should you choose to. The other aspect of it is the idea of reflection. But it's the energizing reflection. It's the being able to say this event signifies who I am as a human being. And so it's reflective. It's my last day. It's my last monument. It's my last event. And so in laying it down, I'm leaving a legacy, a legacy by which others can follow and see, but a legacy by which I know I have left behind because I am a legacy worth, worth following. 
And so first day, last day, playing with it on an everyday practical basis, bringing the sacred into the moment, bringing, the, bringing your life, leveling up your life moment by moment just by seeing its value in each and every moment. Great time for the holiday season because there's so many opportunities in this co- next couple of weeks to be around people who are truly on top of the world and people who are truly in the dumps. And so your life can be that kind of difference maker if you allow yourself to work on living first day, last day, in your each and every moment. Hi, group. This is JC again. You know, I am so impressed with my team here. My goodness, they were so good. Thank you all, team. Thank you all, team. I know, because I was, I was impressed listening to them, so I am sure that our listening audience tonight got a lot from what they had to say. You know, they live with it every single day. Um, they work They work the principles. They work the philosophy all the time in their own lives so they can have better relationships with their with their children, with their wives, with their husbands, so they can make a significant difference in the world, so they can become more successful. And that's what Sai is about. It's just working every day on you, so you can have more of the things that you want. You know, first day, last day was a real important thing for my husband. I mean, he had believed in that so much. He was so, so happy there were first days because a lot of times uh, his life was not working, and to have a first day where everything was forgiven before that and to start off brand new. In fact, I'm kind of excited that I have brand new mornings to get up and see the world differently. But, you know, I kind of work more on last day, which my last days direct my first days. Um my last day, I get up and I and I think about what's important. What if I really did have 24 hours and that's it? Or I had 12 hours. I woke up in the morning and I was going to be gone by the end of the night. I think of that and, and I think what's important because if you think right now that you have one day left, what would you be doing? I mean, I don't think you'd be watching television and you wouldn't be doing something negative you would be doing something that really, really was important to you. So I would probably get in my car and drive down to Marin County and see my grandkids. That would be the first thing I'd do and see my daughter. And I would call my friends and tell them what they meant to me. And I would make sure that everybody around me knows how much I care about them. That would be the one of the first things I'd do if today was going to be my last day. Because I don't think we say it enough. We just don't say enough how much people mean to us. And, you know, they say that um, that is a huge component in the people that live longer, is that they have friends, that their life means something. And so tomorrow morning, maybe you start off, or tonight, you start off with what's important to you and make sure that tomorrow you're doing some of those things, not all of them, don't take everything on so then you can guarantee by the evening you'll feel bad because you didn't do it all. But I'm saying maybe take the top two and make sure you do it. You call the people that are closest to you, that you get on to um, either um, 
um, well, I get on FaceTime, but there's also the other ones that you can see this. You can see your grandkids or see your friends and tell them what they've met in their in, in your life and just keep creating that support around you. You know, I, I, I was I was listening to the questions and a lot of them had to do can change your life if you start choosing the people that are around you that are really positive, that really see you that you are hot. I mean, you know, I say at the woman's class that the the only people I like to hang around with are the people that think I'm the hottest thing since peanut butter. I really do. It's so much it's so much more better to be around those people because then you can feel like you, like a winner. I mean, I I like it when people when I can feel the people look at me and they like me and they appreciate me. And you know, you really certainly know when you're around somebody that doesn't think you're hot. So it's it's better for all around is that we limit our time with people that are negative and just spend as much time as we possibly can. I thought I think what Kathy said what Kathy Quinlan said was so important. She said when she's getting down or she's getting too much negative, she calls somebody right away that sees her at her best. And I think that I do that all the time when I'm starting to get complacent. So so tonight, before you go to bed, write down, if you knew there was going to be your last day, what you would do, and then operate from that tomorrow morning. Operate directly from that and take care of that because you'll have a better day. And you know, as Tom says, you know, that a successful a successful life is only a few days that are successful, one after the other. And it, and it's so much easier when you just take one day. I'm going to be successful tomorrow. I'm going to do things that make me happy. I am going to, um, I love that, do today what feels good tomorrow. I'm going to make my life feel good tomorrow. So when I wake up, I'm feeling better about me. So God bless. Have a wonderful holiday season. And do everything that you want to do that feels good tomorrow. And uh, God bless you, and I'll talk to you another time. Well, thank you so much, Jane. It's been such a treat to have you do the call and all the people that you brought on. That was awesome. Yes, it was. They are awesome. They are. It's an amazing team there. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, January 7th, and the topic is goals. We'll be talking about achieving your goals in 2014. You can register now at psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions in advance when you register. Again, that's PSITeleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to Facebook.com forward slash PSI Seminars and share your thoughts on first day, last day, and what did you get out of the call, and how are you going to implement this in your life? For those of you who are new to SI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to PSISeminars.com. 
There you'll find information about all of our classes as well as the dates and locations for upcoming uh, courses. That's PSISeminars.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night and happy holidays everyone.